Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. So the country has kind of like a credit card and we owe $28 trillion. And until the end of this month, we are allowed to rack up as much debt as we want. But then on July 31st, the time bomb starts ticking. And if Congress doesn't act to either raise or waive the debt limit before the Treasury Department runs out of its ability to kind of pinch pennies in the meantime, then the nation will default on its debt and not be able to pay this pretend credit card of $28 trillion that we actually really do owe to other countries and other borrowers. Defaulting on the national debt should be regarded as unthinkable. Failing to increase the debt limit would have absolutely catastrophic economic consequences. Wow, that is ominous. And I am Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Jennifer Schultes on the ticking time bomb that is the national debt. So I want to start real basic here. Um, What is the national debt? The national debt is how much we owe other countries mainly for everything we didn't actually pay for. So I think Japan holds most of the largest share of, of U.S. debt. So we have a lot of people that we pay and we pay interest to other countries, um, like like the credit card, the national credit card. So in the early 90s, we had hardly any debt. And um, now, you know, we have double digit trillions. What is the debt limit? What's the maximum credit card bill we're able to rack up? So the funny thing is there is not actually a maximum number right now because two years ago, um, Secretary Mnuchin and mainly Speaker Pelosi worked for weeks behind closed doors to negotiate this debt limit deal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is scheduled to have a phone call with Mnuchin today. She said yesterday that she's open to negotiating a deal to raise the debt ceiling along with the federal spending caps over the next few weeks. Um, No Treasury Secretary really wants the debt limit to be an issue during their tenure. They do not want the U.S. to default, um, which would be economically, financially catastrophic. Um, So Mnuchin negotiated that with Pelosi, that they were going to waive it for two years. So that's where we have this deadline here that is at the end of this month. So we have waived the debt limit. And then after that, Treasury can pinch pennies and um, kind of do some creative calculations to try to make it work and keep with the same whatever number we're at at that date keep that number steady for a couple more weeks or a couple more months. So there's no limit for the time being, but the the clock is ticking here. Right. So we don't have a we don't we don't have a cap right now. We only have a, a waiver for 8 more days. And so once those 8 days are up, 
if Congress doesn't have a deal to either raise the debt limit or waive it like we did two years ago, it sets off this situation where basically the Treasury is like trying to move things around, looking for money, searching at the bottom of piggy banks to make do because we can't spend any extra money at that point. Everything coming in has to equal everything coming out. Right. So we will have money coming in from people paying their taxes mainly, and we'll have money going out. And one of the big variables is that we have a lot of stimulus and pandemic aid still going out. And the states have been spending that at different rates and could suddenly start to spend a lot more hmm. or could spend nothing throughout the next next few weeks. And that would impact whether or not we were going to hit that. So we've got money coming in and we got money going out. And what we want to do is stay steady for as long as possible until Congress figures out some kind of a, a way to either suspend or raise the debt ceiling so we don't default on our loans and have a huge economic mess. What exactly does that mess look like? Like what would happen if we defaulted on our loans? So it's never happened before, uh, but the the assumption is that it would um, spook the stock market, it would um, make borrowing more expensive for regular people, and um, it would ruin kind of our reputation as as a borrower, as a country. Uh, the people who loan to us wouldn't have as much confidence that we were going to repay our loans. And it would also be stressful and complicated for the people who own our debt if they were not being paid uh, the interest that we owe on that. Do we have any idea when we might get to that point where we could end up defaulting on our loans in this kind of doomsday scenario? So Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, has said that it might happen in August and that lawmakers should be prepared for the money to run out in August while they're away. And so she would really prefer that they deal with this right now, which is always the preference of the Treasury Secretary to just kind of uh, dispose of this issue and uh, and alleviate any worries that they have. The Congressional Budget Office came out with a prediction yesterday that the X date, the kind of doomsday date, would be more in October or November. And that, that bodes well for Democrats who might want to include this with the reconciliation plan that they're doing to basically deliver on $3.5 trillion of the president's most liberal promises aside from the uh, bipartisan infrastructure plan. So that timing might be a little bit better. But the truth is that the uncertainty is really unprecedented this year because of the uh, inflow of revenue is is totally different and the outflow of pandemic and stimulus spending is totally unpredictable. So the Treasury Secretary and um, policy experts like the Bipartisan Policy Center have warned that this could really creep up on us really quickly. And so Congress might only have two to three weeks to really mobilize once we know that the X date is really, truly imminent. So you mentioned that if the timing works out, Democrats could pass a measure to raise the debt limit as part of a broad package they plan to pass with reconciliation along party lines without Republicans. But if not, they'll need 10 Republican votes in the Senate. And earlier this week, Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, said he doesn't expect any Republican senators to vote to prevent the government from defaulting on its loans 
So Democrats are accusing him of plotting to hold the economy hostage here. What do you think is going to end up happening? Timing is everything. I think how much leverage Republicans could get in terms of coming to the table and actually delivering those 10 votes to make it happen will really depend when the X date comes and what happens in the meantime. Does the bipartisan infrastructure plan die or does it flourish? Um, Does the reconciliation package come together in the next few weeks or months? um, Or is that a complete mess and is kind of an end of the year type of a thing? I think that the timing is so important to who has leverage and how easy it is for leaders to couple this with something else that's big that's moving. The vast majority of the time, Congress will, will throw something like this in with another package because you don't really want to take up floor time and use your political capital to to bring this to a vote on its own. So that will be the preference of leaders will be to hitch this to whatever. And it's not out of the question for if the bipartisan infrastructure plan does actually succeed. I don't think it's out of the question that the debt limit could be added to that bill. And then you would obviously have enough Republicans to vote for it if you had enough Republicans to vote for the infrastructure plan. So uh, those are details and kind of trades that would happen at the very last minute. And none of these things are are truly right up on us. We had a failed test vote this week on the bipartisan infrastructure plan and are still kind of waiting to see how that takes shape. So a lot of unknowns in terms of what vehicle a debt limit fix could be in and a lot of unknowns about when the debt limit will truly be a crisis um, that we need to respond to kind of in short order. Jennifer Schultes, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Also today... The Capitol's chief physician is considering reimposing a mask recommendation in the Capitol after two months of mostly face-covering free business in the House and the Senate. That's according to three sources familiar with the matter who talked with Politico. An imminent announcement is not expected, but some staff and lawmakers are already masking up in response to news earlier this week that several fully vaccinated people within the Capitol have tested positive for covid In a letter to Hill offices on Tuesday, the Capitol's attending physician warned that the Delta variant is, quote, much more contagious and poses a dire health risk to unvaccinated individuals. And the country's leading professional sports league says that COVID outbreaks among unvaccinated players could force teams to have to forfeit games that cannot be rescheduled. Multiple news organizations are reporting that the National Football League sent a memo to its 32 teams that any game postponed due to the coronavirus will not be granted time to be rescheduled outside of the designated 18-week season, and teams affected by an outbreak will be forced to forfeit if the calendar doesn't line up. The prospect of cancellations stand out as one of the most forceful steps taken by a high-profile company to nudge workers to get vaccinated shy of an outright requirement, and comes as the White House and public health officials are leaning on institutions to do more to encourage vaccination uptake. 
Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. The Politico Dispatch team includes senior editor Raghu Manavalan, senior producer Jenny Ament, and executive producer Irene Noguchi. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.